Dunkin' Refreshers are the perfect way to get a little more out of your day. With more tropical flavors like new mango pineapple and more ways to get glowing. Available with green tea, coconut milk, or lemonade. You've got what you need to make the most out of every moment. Even the ones spent stuck in traffic. <sighs> what a beautiful day. Sip into all your favorite Dunkin' Refreshers like new mango pineapple. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Additional charges may apply. Recorded live. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Welcome to the John and Paul Show, brought to you by AdventuresInMinistry.com, where you can find all the resources, the series, the songs, and the AIM conference. Also brought to you by the JNP Group, found right there at J-A-N-D-P-G-R-O-U-P.org. Go there, check it out. I am Paul Sperling. With me, as always, is John Podine, and this is the Call-In Show. Good morning, everybody. Hope that everybody is relaxed. It's a wonderful, beautiful morning in the world. I feel like I'm about to start singing a uh, song from Oklahoma, Paul. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Yes. It, it's just a wonderful, wonderful morning. I, I can't, Isn't it, though? I can't even say it enough how, how wonderful it is. But um, <laughs> what, are you, what are you about to spit out your coffee for? <laughs> no, I'm just getting relaxed. You said you're relaxed. I'm just trying to get relaxed. Yes. Um, but we had a great, great week this past week. The the cool weather has kind of come back, so that that helps keep everybody's uh, air condition turned off here in the great state of Alabama. And that's uh, about to turn the heat back on like two nights ago. Uh, yeah, Steph, turned the heat on. Yeah, exactly, two nights ago. And I and I was like, no. Well, that was fine that morning, and I got home that night. Yeah, it's like a. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it, was a, it, was, it was smoke was rising. It was crazy. Towels everywhere. Oh, man. Well, we are glad that you're joining us today. We've had a, a long week here in Montgomery. Long week. In Montgomery with the Faulkner University Lectureship and the Youth and Family Summit that has been taking, uh, that took place uh, during that week. A lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. Um, we just want to thank everybody. Uh, Paul and I had a, uh, a part to play in that, and uh, we're just grateful for everybody who came out and um, came to our sessions mm-hmm. and uh, supported us and gave us, you know, good encouragement. Sort of our first opportunity to, to share the um, just kind of the stuff we're wanting to do, especially with the ministry cafe and, um, had three good sessions and, um, a lot of folks came for every one of them. And so right. a big shout out to those great people and, and to those who came in, especially whenever David Shannon is speaking in the next room. So yeah. that, that, and that is huge. We actually had some when, when David was speaking, and great. I'm going to send a message to David and we'll be like, so those three or four people, David, thank you. We, we we stole some of your people. He'll probably laugh. What? <laughs> He'll probably laugh at us. Just kidding. Back. But um, it's a good thing when all, just everybody you love there and everybody's you know, yeah. learning things and hanging out, spending Man, time yeah. together. It's a good thing. Good Man, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we definitely appreciated that. Uh, got some other things coming up um, over in the next couple of weeks. We just kind of wanted to mention everybody, too, because I know Heritage just had their um, 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 alumni, alumni days. days. Yeah, that was just before the Faulkner election. And then they got the uh, Fusion. Family Fusion. Family thing. Fusion coming up. That's coming up. Um, I forgot Colin sent a thing, and I cannot remember yeah, what the date. We've been advertising it. Yeah, and I cannot remember the dates where. Uh, next weekend, if you're going to be around the Augusta area, we'll be in uh, Augusta, Georgia at SOAR. Um, half, of us, half, half of us will be there. Jeremy Hynote. Yeah. 
Um, then, of course, everybody's gearing up for Lads Leaders Convention. <laughs> Easter weekend will be here right before you know it. And then, wow, can you really believe summer will be here? Oh, yeah. Summer calendars are done. I mean, it's done. It's in the can. We're ready to, unbelievable. Ready to throw it out there and share it with parents and things like that. So hopefully if you're in youth ministry, you've done that and you're there because to give your parents and other people an opportunity to plan their vacations and plan yep. around emphasis here, planning around but these these the great youth events for the summertime. Well, but if there if you have not planned everything and you don't have everything uh, yet, uh, Dale said it's uh, fusion is March seventeenth, so next weekend, next Friday, right? Yeah, that's next Friday. Same weekend as yeah, as with Thor. So if you're up there in the Florence area, please make sure you yeah. can go and be a well, part I think of Dale that. Dale speaking at that. Dale, are you speaking at that? I believe it is. Um, sure. Right. Uh, but uh, if you have not finished your summer, there are two things, Paul, that um, near and dear to us that if if you have open. Um, we would love for you to sign up, be a part of. July 4th week is um, Inspire Youth Conference on campus at Faulkner University. And so um, just a little little different look at it from, from before, uh, a little more blue. And, um, and so um, some good stuff happening that week. Um, also working on a way for our seniors that, that visit that week. Can't, we'll be able to have lunch with the president. So that'll be kind of neat um, to hang out with, um, with uh, Brother Mike, Brother Mike Williams our president over here at Faulkner. So um, a lot of good, neat stuff that will happen there, a little different from years past. So please, if you if you can, um, set your calendars for that. Uh, shoot me an email or um, contact me and let me know if you haven't been before or you have questions about it, or go to our website at iycnews.com. Yep. And um, there you'll find information, send us emails and information for that. Registration for that will open, Inspire opens April, April 1. Yeah, April 1. April 1. We are sending out a flyer, so if you have not been receiving one, again, shoot us an email and get us your physical address. We'll send that to you as well. There's a sign-up sheet on it. Uh, AJ put together a really cool thing, so yeah, we're looking forward to sharing that as well. And then, just a couple weeks after that, if you didn't get enough of that, you want just a weekend at Faulkner, uh, we have that for AIMCON. Uh, that is July the 20th through the 22nd, and so um, plethora of great speakers for that. And another opportunity to spend a weekend, just experience college life for, for a weekend. Absolutely, absolutely. we got a bunch of people that are joining us, and we're grateful that you are. Um, Javon says, hi, from California. What up? And he was he spent, I think, last week, he was, up, if I remember right, watching him on Facebook, uh, Oklahoma. I mean, that's right. the face it in Oklahoma fun, yeah. City. They were over there for that. Um, and Brock Johnson said it is March 17th for Fusion because Dale remembers because he is speaking. That's right. So, that's uh, but we are glad you're joining us today. You know, we've had uh, a lot of oh, – what am I missing? If you're in Florida. Uh, if you're in, yeah, if you're in Florida, um, especially in the northern part of the state or even any, anywhere around the panhandle of Florida, um, our guys, uh, Andrew and Eric and, and other guys like that will be down there to – promote uh, adventures in ministry uh, in the next uh, segment of the AIM tour. The first one was in Florence uh, a couple months ago. That was a great, a great event. Enjoyed that. And so same thing down there. Uh, if you go to the website at adventuresinministry.com, you can register for the AIM tour. And in registering, it also puts you in the hat for a free television for youth room. So you know what I so, think? Since, since we have friends in California now, I think we need to take an AIM tour. <laughs> AIM <laughs> tour to Cali. There's nothing better. <laughs> Uh, I have an idea. I feel like that everybody will be on board for that trip. Uh, I, have I don't think idea. there's anybody that will say no. Who would say no to Cali? Yeah, I, I have no idea. I don't know that person. That would be awesome. Now, <laughs> you, you continue. You were getting in your whole oh, mode. To, my whole mode to transition into that. 
We have received, uh, and we just want to say thank you for everybody. We've received a lot of positive about what kind of we've been doing with this show for the last uh, yeah. few weeks. And, mm-hmm. and, and and if you were able to be here at the Youth and Family uh, Ministry Summit, part of the Faulkner Lectures this past week, we, we got into this. Um, oh, yeah, Jeremy Gargas says, ain't tour, good stuff. Um, Love some Gargas. Um, that... Um, of just kind of giving a chance for place and to discuss some things that as ministers, you know, we all feel, but may not have a opportunity or a platform to be able to talk about it and to say some of these things. And so that's kind of where um, we've been going with all this. And today is a topic that you and I have been looking forward to for, for a while. Yeah. Um, because it's one that we've actually been requested to do a lot, and, and it kind of bounces off of last week. If you were joined us last week, we talked about ministering to the minister's children mm-hmm. as a whole, but we separated the teenagers out because it's almost a separate thing. And, and as a youth minister, in, in particular, that offers a great challenge of ministering to the minister's teens, mm-hmm. whether it's the preacher's kids, whether it's the youth minister's kids, elder's kids, whatever. There, there yeah. seems to be a challenge there that maybe greater than just even typical teenagers. Nobody ever says, don't hang out with the regular member's kids. You, you know what I'm saying? Nobody ever says that. You know, those, 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 those members, those, those people that come in and, and worship here and, and um, have, have, have their place in this auditorium during worship, they have their pew, they go to class, they, they, you know, they, they may be part of the 20% of that 80, that 80-20 thing mm-hmm. we know all about. You know, no one says, you know, those regular members don't hang out with their kids. You know, no one says that. Right. What they say is be careful about those preacher's kids mm. and those elder's kids. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say, you know, be careful about your kids hanging out with the deacon's kids. That's true. I've never heard that. That's ever. true. But maybe they're good there, and then when their dad becomes an elder, then all of a sudden you, you enter into the club of be careful. Right. And I think and being a being a child of a minister in general, as we talked about last week, has its challenges in particular. But then as, as a teenager is forming his or her own opinions, his or her own um, uh, direction of what identity. they're trying to go in, their own yeah. identity. Great word there, Paul. Look Thank at you, John. I'm word. here for you. You continue. Man, that's awesome. I, I, one I, word here and there. I'm, go ahead. I'm so proud of you. I'll be back in just a few minutes. Thank you. But I, I do think that there is a challenge that those teenagers that are ministers' kids um, – it's a great challenge of trying to figure out who they are, and are you're looking at yourself on TV. I feel like I'm in the middle of the screen, and you're like out there somewhere. Oh, I don't know. But go ahead. No, you're good. But a challenge of them trying to be able to be a teenager, find their own selves, find their own identity, but yet don't embarrass their parent that's involved in ministry. And then, as you said, start getting the the. the you're absolutely right. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's like it's like our dad. You know, your dad, uh, an elder, my dad was a preacher. Mm-hmm. It's like our, you said something right there that I'm like, you know, I never really thought about this. It's like, kids, you know, we're Christians here, and we work here and everything, and we, we worship here, but don't mess me over because this is my job. You know, no other person in that church can say that to their kids. Yeah. Not one person. Yeah. Don't, don't, be, don't be stupid because, you know, we'll have to go somewhere else. And the problem is teenagers <laughs> are stupid. They are. I'm I mean, sorry. I'm not saying that in an ugly way for all of you who are watching this right here. I don't want to quote somebody, but but I think I'm I'm sure on this one. I, I won't say it. A wise preacher once told me that teenagers are brain dead. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I forgot I mean, you said that. Yeah, I would say a name, but I won't say it because I'm not quite sure. 
But uh, if you've heard someone say that, you can confirm that. Let me know, and I'm pretty sure our name's the same. But anyway, um, <laughs> it, it's just one of the things where that what you do as a kid, I mean, you know, and it, it kind of goes back to the whole thing. And God did this too. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, he, he's, he's proud of his son Jesus for all the things that he did. But, but honestly, as his children, you know, there are things that, that God's people from Israelites to now, you know, we've done things that have embarrassed our Father in heaven. Sure. And, and, but the same is true with, with, with our earthly fathers and mothers. You know, and I know I've heard this quite a bit growing up, you know, be careful what you do because what you do reflects on me. Right. And so, and I realize almost every parent should have their kids, but in ministry, if you're earning a paycheck, uh, being a part of that church, you know, elders, deacons aside, we're talking about ministers here. It's almost like there's a, there's a, uh, the, um, it's ramped up. It's ramped up. It, it's, it's heavier. It's, it's more, um emotional because you can't you can't do anything i mean you just can't the things you do affect you. i know of, of ministers who've left because their 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 daughter got pregnant yep you know i know of ministers who um who have been fired because or, or not i'm sorry that's the wrong word um ministers who were invited to leave because invited to leave because their children did something stupid and, and he has absolutely you know and what does it come down to well i guess technically you look at the whole elder to flock thing if you can't handle your house you can't be in office, right? Who wants an elder who can't handle his house? I'm just saying. But, but the same is true. When you right. look at the minister situation, it's like if you can't handle your teenager, then how do I know you can, you can deal with this congregation? Well, the fact of the matter is my responsibility as a minister is not this congregation. My responsibility this congregation, this eldership, is to preach the truth. So I need you as elders and you as a church to help me raise my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if, if you want to look at the truth there, it's a community deal. You hear it a lot. And um, I don't know. There, like you said, a lot more responsibility goes with the, the, the minister's kids because of um, his paycheck weighs in the balance. It is. And, and, and I know we've got a lot of people who are watching this who are youth ministers and ministers that are out there. And this is this is almost taboo to talk about in this way. Taboo. And that's why we are doing this. Let's do because, it. Because it's things that I think all of us have been frustrated with, and, and we talk about it in private circles, but trying to get it out. And it is a challenge. It is something that, that we face as teenagers, and then especially with the youth ministers. And this is another section that goes with all of this, and yeah. I'm not sure if we'll get through all of it today. As a youth minister, mm-hmm. being a youth minister to your teen, much different than being a pulpit guy. I mean, that is another challenge that becomes ramped up even more. And for those that are youth ministers, because honestly, a lot of youth ministers don't stay in ministry long enough, in youth ministry in particular, long enough to be able to to um, be able to be that youth ministers to your own kid. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so that offers even other challenges because favoritism. Right. Um, harder on them i know for for a fact and when we talk about this and i'll probably share some of these stories caitlin i was probably a thousand times harder on her than than anybody else yeah and it goes back to that thing of everybody else is looking everybody else is is, right. is watching what you're doing and judging what i'm doing and, and raul just commented in here and he said aren't ministers families part of not part of the flock absolutely they are and that's mm-hmm. kind of the point that we're trying to say exactly but the problem is in our human nature Communicating that to regular member. Yeah, I hate saying regular member. Uh, can we come up with something different? I wish there was a way we could come up with something. I don't want different. to say regular. A member of the Church of the Body of Christ is not regular. I, I agree. We're but extraordinary. But, but but let's act extraordinary. But we're having this discussion because yeah. we don't do that. Right. 
Right. We don't treat the minister's family just like they're part of the flock. We do put them up on a pedestal. Probably there's a piece of that that, that we should mm-hmm. because they're an example that's mm-hmm. out there. But yeah. especially with these teenagers, right. we put them up so high, we don't let them be teenagers. Why do and, – and, and you know this as well as I do. Why do a lot of even – and it's not just minister's kids, but even, even church kids or whatever. When they go off to college, they go wild. Yeah, you're right by saying, and not just preacher's kids. No, not just preacher's kids. A lot of it, well, you know this, a lot of it is because they were um, imprisoned as children. You know, and I'm sorry, it's it's kind of that way. It's like you can't sneeze or or cough without letting us know. Um, And so, you know, it's just, it's life 360, 24-7. And when they have a chance, kids go away to school. Yep, they're going to, if they weren't able to experiment and be transparent and open as a child, they're going to be extremely, um, they're going to experiment Correct. big time, extremely transparent and extremely crazy in college because they're going to have to, they're going to have to deal with that. And if they don't as a, ch- as a child, they're going to as a young adult. What it is, it's, it's answering questions that you have. And I promise you this, yeah. and I hate saying this because I don't want people to misunderstand what we're saying. And hey, oh, oh, when your kid's 14, 15, let them go run wild. Well, that's not that's what not we're it. sitting here saying. But they will – there are questions and there are, there, are, there are things that they think about and wonder about. You want them exploring this? I'm mm-hmm. sorry, and I hate to say it this way, 14, 15 years of age and not 18, 19, 20 years old on a college campus, Right. even a Christian college campus. That's exactly right. Because when that time comes, it explodes it up even more. And I think that's kind of what we're trying to get at here is how do you let a teenager if you, be a teenager when you're a minister? If you teach them at, at a young age, as they grow up, they will not depart from it. Um, that is not a 100% assurity. Well, and I think it's a mistranslation of what we're trying to yeah. say with it. But, but the, the concept is still true. The concept is the concept true. The concept is there. Absolutely. You, t- you teach them. You raise them. Um, you don't bombard them with, with – um, you know, you're the, the all-seeing eye. Right. You know, you have to trust your kid. You have to trust your teenager. Um, if you don't, you're going to lose them, either as a teenager or as a young adult. And you don't want that. You know, last week we, we talked about, I said last week, it feels like it's been a, whole, a week ago. Uh, but early in the week we had a session where we talked, about, talked to the ministers um, this week um, during the ministry cafe at the lectureship about being transparent with your congregation, being real and authentic. Well, you need to be just as transparent with your kids and just as authentic and just as real because if you put on this persona and you got to do this, do that, do this, when they leave, they're going to they're going to explode. They're going to do crazy stuff. And so you just you need to have that relationship. You are not their friend, okay? I know that sounds weird. You can be friendly, but you are not their buddy. You're their parent, and they need to respect you. And, you know, and some people would disagree with that. Well, my, you know, my mom is my best friend. You know, no, I mean, come on, I, really? I mean, you got you have to assert yourself as a parent. And, but at the same time, you need to communicate yourself as someone who is there when times get tough and, um, and, and go through those things together and, and have those open conversations. Uh, I could tell some very serious and personal things that will blow your mind about, about you know, even some of my upbringing with, with some things that, that, sorry, that my parents wouldn't share or wouldn't talk about because they felt like it was just such a, a non-issue or non-topic or let, let, let's not talk about that. Let's try to avoid this. Avoidance doesn't fix the situation. Right. So, so don't avoid things. Um, 
hit them head on and talk to your kids about it. And if you don't, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a relationship, you know? Well, and and, and here's the thing. And we got some comments coming in here that, that I want to mention that. that, Thank you. We're, we're getting some great comments in here and I'm going to mention them here in just a second. You know, you mentioned something here a second ago, uh, you know, the proverbs of proverb of uh, train up a child in ways you go and when he's old, he won't depart from it. You know, I guess, you know, we get into the the Hebrew or whatever, when it says to train up a child in which they're inclined to go, each child is different. Yeah. I have two kids. I have two girls. Mm Mm-hmm. Both of them react in different ways. They're different. They're different people. They're different. And what I can do with one, I can't necessarily do with the other. Right. And and so there's Same. not a one size. Thing. Yes, you, you know exactly. <laughs> right. There is not a one size fits all mentality. That's true. And I think sometimes we do mess up. Mm-hmm. Even as ministers, we can mess up in raising family and under and thinking, okay, we got our model here, and, and so A plus B plus C equals D. Right. And, and it doesn't necessarily work that way. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's A plus E equals C, right. and, and sometimes it's going in all these different directions. And I love some of these comments, and, and I want to get to them here. Uh, Javon, Javon says, um, we uh, paternalize them, mm-hmm. you're, and as in mm-hmm. you're not ready for that talk right now. Yeah. If ministry is to address the current needs mm-hmm. of, uh, or uh, spiritual development, then we have to talk with them through issues they are living through and answer the questions they are having now, all in the vein of transparency, which absolutely goes. But it goes back to the fact that they'll talk to the church about those things, but they won't talk to their own kids about it. Right. And that's where we lose them. So we've got to be careful yep. about that. Keith Wisham joining us. Hey, Keith. Over oh, hey. Uh, from South Georgia. Over Come there. and inspire. Um, if you hold awesome. a banana too tightly, you bruise the banana, and it's the same with the kids. Mm-hmm. And that's what – and I think I think yeah. as ministers, we can be guilty of doing that right. because of what you said earlier. Mm-hmm. We're afraid to let them go and do it because, I mean, let's face it. You and I both know people. I know people I'm very close with. They lost their job because mm-hmm. finally some of their kids were, were doing some things, and they lost their job because yeah. of their kids being teenagers. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not right. saying that what they did was right. But, well, no, we can't have you, and you're gone. And so sometimes we put that thumbprint down on them and say, no, 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 don't go do this. And so then when they go away, that's when they go wild and crazy. Well, and that's another, another issue of other, other church members and other people who are assuming that the preacher and his family should be different and set apart from everybody else. Right. When they're dealing with the same problems and, and they have to deal with the repercussions of bad decisions, you know, it's part of life. Right. Wouldn't you rather have somebody in that pulpit that's dealt with that and that you as a church has helped them deal with it? Oh, oh, his child did this, so they're gone. I mean, really? Right. That's perfect. He was here. He's not here. You're not perfect. In the, he's not in the, he, Jesus is in the pulpit today. today. Right. And so, so I, I think we need to understand that we're, we're dealing with – uh, you may have said this before about, about you know we're we're an imperfect people, an imperfect ch- church because we're we're imperfect people. The church is perfect because it's, it, because the perfect one died for it. But we we make mistakes. We do things we shouldn't do, and so don't you know don't cast them aside because they're children and they make mistakes. I mean let, let's work with people. Let's just think about how you do you know just in, in general in life. If you have a bunch of successes in life. And you never fail. Mm-hmm. We become spoiled brats. Absolutely, we do. But the, the failures Don't we of call life, them snowflakes? yeah, yeah, well, and, the, and they're all different. Yeah, Every they're all different. They're all different. <laughs> but uh, but the but, but when you when you fail, the failures, you grow from those, and characters built by those, you become better people because of it. When someone makes a mistake, don't cast them aside. Use that as an opportunity. I, I, let our Messiah deal with our messes. 
Ooh, and that's what we need to be thinking about. Paul. Paul is coming out up here. Man, some great, great, great comments here. Just, I just want to kind of throw the comments out here, and then we can kind of get into even yeah. more of our topics. We think this is probably going to take two weeks. We haven't even started on our material yet. Yeah. Um, Good stuff. A couple things here. Um, the love it here. Uh, Raul said, of course, the beginning of knowledge is the fear of God. If we want our youth to grow up and do right at home or away, you got to teach them fear of God. That kind of goes back to that Deuteronomy 6 right. uh, of, of writing it on the post so every day yeah. so they can kind of see all this. Keith also comments again, says, you know, same thing with the banana, holding it too co- tightly. You can't hold it too loosely and drop it and bruise it. That's that right. balance that has to be there. I, I wanted to mention this because I think this is fabulous here. Jordan Abrams is joining us. Yeah, Jordan. Jordan? Um, he says, as a minister's kid growing up, it was definitely tough. A lot of people have you under the microscope. As I've gotten older, I've seen the pressure or appearance of pressure that was put on my parents to be the perfect parent. Not easy either way. Do you have another P word that goes with I can I can find yeah, something. That sure. um, but that's a good point. Jeremy Pate. Adding this in here, I'm afraid that much of this goes back to our desire to maintain a front with our families. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to everything that we've been talking about in the transparency mindset of this. Many in the church are simply not bringing up their children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. We're bringing them up to go to church, be a part of the show. Those who get it and understand the reality of raising children will not judge so harshly. Okay, Uh, Jeremy Pate made made a great point there about having a front. Right. We are losing people in the church to this, um, you know, watered-down, lovey-dovey, but yet service-minded yep. mentalities, yep. millennial mentalities. Right. And the reason why we're losing them to that is because they're not putting up a front. Right. Imagine if the church dropped the persona and we were real with people, you know, and we, were, we didn't feel like, have to feel like that we have to be on all the time. And we do right. that because that's how people treat us. Right. But how about the church allow us as ministers to, to be real and have, have, have that 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 curtain drawn all the time, right? You know, so, so that's, that's a really good point by Jeremy. I appreciate that. I, I am so grateful that when Caitlin was a teenager, that we were in Calhoun and I was at a place that um, was patient mm-hmm. um, with me, that was patient with her, understood our situation and things like that, and were were able to let us be family. And let us struggle and let us right. have things, but not have a fear of, well, that's, you know, this is it, you're done, or mm-hmm. anything else like this. And I think that was part of the best thing that, that could have happened for Caitlin. Because let's face it, when, when a kid gets 10, 11, 12, right in that age, for the majority of what they're learning and growing up as far as shaping some of the things of who they are, it's done. Mm-hmm. It is finished at that point. Mm-hmm. And so – teenagers they're starting to answer these questions they're starting to ask is god real is this my faith mm-hmm. is this do i really even want to go through with this oh can i just go and relax and drop the thing i'm a preacher's kid and i got to behave yeah you know it, kids don't need to behave because they're preacher's kids mm-hmm. children and teenagers behave because they love god yes there's a respective parent don't get me wrong uh-huh. but you're not behaving because you're a preacher's kid yeah, but I think a big challenge for, for the preacher's kid, for everyone in the church, um, as parents, is you do want your child to own um, their faith. You want them to own their faith. You want them to obey the gospel because they want to obey the gospel. Um, I, I won't share names, but I've got a really cute story about a, a close relative, I will say, a small child. Um, um, I'll just say it. It's my niece. 
Um, <laughs> say uh, it. I hope they don't mind me sharing this because um, well, they're on my Facebook anyway. They wouldn't know. But uh, Chris, um, Chris and Kristen, uh, Chris is uh, uh, Stephanie's brother. Um, that little girl, they have a little girl named Marley, um, cute as can be, little redhead girl, um, sweet as can be, um, five. Okay, so understand this. She told um, Philip and Julia the other day that uh, she wants to get baptized. That's okay. And um, and they said, well, well, Marley, why why don't you get baptized? And she said, because because in the middle of church time, I get really hungry, <laughs> and I need to have a drink and I and, I, and, I, and something to eat. <laughs> and I'm like, and Stephanie made a good comment. She just yeah, said, put more goldfish in the bag when you go to church because um, you're not gonna you're not gonna be full on what um, the Lord's what you get out of that symbol cup and. Uh, that little piece of cracker, um, but it's the, it's the it's the heart and the mind of a child. Yeah, uh, yeah. When you think about that, it's, a, it's cute. It's like it wasn't about being baptized. It wasn't about salvation because she, her, she's not there. She's fine. She's not there yet. Right. Um, but um, I don't know. I, I think you look at the innocence of a child. Yes. I don't to. think that innocence. I don't think that innocence ever goes away. Where does that thing go? I don't know. It disappears. Probably. But but anyway, um, we we do need to. Sort of get, unless you get more comments. I just we'll got a couple comments, and then we can get into this while you go get that, um, so you can get our screen back up here. Uh, you know, jo- Jordan was commenting on Jeremy saying that he's right about being real, and they're more understanding of these things. Uh, Jerry, uh, elder, commented said, "When they are little, you show, lead, and guide. When they are teens, you reinforce what has been taught in college. You trust what you have done." And, and that's one thing I'm learning right now. And you and I've had this conversation even with Caitlin. Is she's off at Auburn? She, you know, at, at some point I have to just, you know, raise her and she's going to make choices that she's going to have to make. And I have to trust and let that right. take place um, and let her lead. Some of the choices aren't going to be right or good. Mm-hmm. And she's going to learn from those consequences. And some are going to sure. be. Um, when they leave home, you pray what you have done and you let go. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's some of the hardest things. And that, that may be some of the hardest things I think that maybe even as, as ministers we struggle with with our kids. It's because we're involved in this every day and we're involved in people's lives. We see different things. We see all this taking place. And we just want to just want to say, no, 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 don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this because I see what's going to happen here and everything else like right. that. Um, a great point. One thing I want to mention, too, as, as we're about to get into this, we have um, – like a top five. Before we get into the um, how to minister to the minister's kids, uh, I got some things about challenges that all teenagers face. Okay. Um, there, there was a Gallup poll that was taken uh, about the top ten things. There's a lot of things that teenagers face, but, but some of these are, and the, some of these don't even don't um, have anything to do with being a minister's kid. But it's still stuff that, that we deal with, and as, as youth ministers, as ministers. In general, this will be some things that will help. Let me remind you, too, and I kind of, when I got back on, on, on stage here, um, I, I tried not to get too far on, onto the screen so you can see the number. Please, if you will, want to get in and, and be a part of the conversation, please call in. Uh, the number is 724-444-7444. And then once you do that, you'll uh, ask for an, an ID number. That is 113940-POUND. Um, we, uh, we usually say that at the beginning of the show. And we don't say it anymore, but we would love for, especially as many people that are on Facebook watching, if you'd like to call in, make a comment, please feel free to do that. We're, we're prepared for that. Uh, but, yeah, basically some top ten things here I want to share with you, um, starting with, um, yeah, let's start with number ten. Number ten, the number ten, um, you know, thousands of people were taken on the survey. Number ten, the biggest um, drawback or challenge that a kid face is material yeah. of a teenager yeah. not just minister kid all teenagers is materialism 
you know, keeping up with one another. Mm. As far as materialism goes, I'm going to go through and read all these. Um, number nine is lack of discipline. I see that. Um, number eight, again, these don't not all, this isn't ministry kids. This is all kids. Number ten. I mean, number, number eight is absent father figures. So not necessarily the fact that maybe they don't have a father, but maybe they're not engaged. being engaged or influenced in the right way. There is not a greater thing that can determine uh, the outcourse of a of a child's life yeah. than is that father present. That's true. That's true. Is that father present? Yeah. Number seven um, is <laughs> um, youth ministers everywhere will stand up and salute um, is busyness. It seems like that in life, what, 10, 15, 20 years ago, we had four or five pies. You know, you had a pie chart of what's going on in life. Yep. And it seems like we keep trying to fit more and more in there uh, to the point where that the lines are so close, you can't even tell what, what's what anymore. And where does Jesus, where does church, where does, um, you know, youth events fall in there? And we can have a whole conversation about the difference in going to a youth event, the difference in worshiping God. Obviously, sure. there are things that God created and things that God commanded. Um, but anyway, okay, so so number seven is busyness. Number six, negative media influences. Probably should have been number one. Um, after seeing number one, maybe it should be number two. But anyway, um, media influences, negative media influences with television and Internet and Snapchat and all things. That, I think I'm going to use it for good, too, but anyway. Uh, number five, divorce and family issues. Um, that could be, you know, a ministry or not, So so keep that in mind. Um, number four, identity and self-image issues. Huge. Yep. Huge problem. As a teenager trying to keep up with the Joneses. It's it's funny because some of these challenges are the same for adults. <laughs> number three, sexual purity pressures and temptations. And number two, uh, living in an anti-Christian culture. Um, which... I just saw God's Not Dead 3. I previewed it last night. I saw you special pre- preview last night. Kind of hits right at that one. There's a third one? Yep. I haven't seen two yet. Actually, the guy wrote six books. I found that out last night on that subject. Uh, so three more. There'll movies. probably be three more movies coming up. Huh? But well, if you it, 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 it hits right at that. Good. Wow. Um, yeah. Okay. And then number one is um, obviously faith-based. Uh, personalizing and living out your faith. Mm. Um, I know of plenty of adults that struggle with that. Exactly, and and definitely as teenagers in this culture in the postmodern world of 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 being challenged because they're being challenged with this every day from television to school. Uh, there are no absolutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, where, where do your what does does your faith fit in? Well, the point is here is that even though these are here, they're not going away. Right. You know, maybe your faith grows. Maybe. Um, you, you have a good week or a good month. Things are going awesome, and maybe your family is doing the devotionals on task as you should at home. But 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 these these issues, these problems, they're not going away, and they're not going to. Mm-hmm. Um, the devil's going to do all he can to make sure they stay and continue to challenge us every day of our lives. We have we have so many comments, Paul, that I wish I could get to all these, and I just can't. I, I wish, and I hope people can go back and look at it. Uh, um, uh, Blake Lawson, apparently he was in your YouTube. Oh! Yeah, he says he's a youth, he's a youth minister now, and he said yeah. he's learned. He said he has. Um, he said part of what he remembered uh, of being in, in teaching uh, of having teachers is the transparency of the teacher. Mm-hmm. And he says he has a preacher's child in youth group now, and she has made it known to me the different pressures even in the church world as a preacher's kid. Mm-hmm. Um, 
um, Jovan says, you know, we have, uh, you know, we've got to get reminded that everybody has sinned. And we get so par- terrified as parents that we don't want our children to sin, but all of sin. Uh, Jordan uh, Elker says, uh, we, have, we as parents have to create an environment that is God-directed. It should, it should be weird for our children to depart from God and do anything else once they finally leave home. Uh, much like sitting down to a meal and and as a family each night reading my Bible in the morning, just it's just what we do. And and that's one thing. Awesome. That's one thing. Thanks for tuning in. That's, that's one thing that I remember as a kid. Um, um, we we always um, we we did the gospel meetings if it was within reason or we never missed. We uh, we always had something to do and always w- was going there. And that's something that's kind of always been stuck within me. You know, that, yeah. that's just kind of always what was there. So um, we got some things here that we're going to talk about here for the, for the next few minutes here about actually specifically, and we probably won't finish this today, but ministering to the minister's teens. No, we won't. Yeah. Um, because, and there are some extra issues here. I like to go ahead and say this now, because I think if we share this now, that we'll, we'll be dealing with this the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I think we'll get, we'll get folks back because this is some really neat stuff. Um, when it comes to things that teens deal with, like, um, uh, drinking and porn and sex and lying and attitude and respect, um, um, respecting your parents and respecting people in authority. We're going to address all these things in, in, in um, uh, following shows, whether it be next week or the week after that. Um, you know, are your children immune to, to these temptations and these sins? And the answer is no. Well, especially not, even as, even as a minister. Right. Your, oh, your yeah. kids are especially. not immune to this. Yeah. And so so um, uh, Raul um, actually sent some, some ideas to, to, for this. And so... Mm-hmm. So this is um, also um, sexual predators. Mm-hmm. Um, we are not just because you're a preacher's kid or you're the, the parent of a kid in ministry. Um, they're not. None of them, they're not immune to any of this stuff. Um, in, in fact, in some cases, I almost feels like that they were more of a target. Right. If you think about it. Go ahead. Well, and, and I think that's one thing I was going to say. Uh, and, and this is getting way into another discussion later. I, I believe we are in spiritual warfare, mm-hmm. and if Satan can take down that minister's family, right, weaken it somehow. What do you do? He yeah. weakens his effectiveness. He, he weakens the church. Right. But if all of us can work together and and, and understand grace and understand um, mm-hmm. patience and understand mercy and understand forgiveness and compassion, you know, I, I think yeah. it goes a long way in understanding um, some of all of this. Yeah. Um, we, we do have um, a list here, and like John mentioned, we won't get through all these. In fact, let's try to say we'll try to get through five. All right. And then we'll, we'll, we'll do the rest of them next Gift week. Says, hey, by the way. Hello, Gift. Let me say this, too. Just to, I'm going to say this to Blake Lawson because he knows why I'm asking this. Do your kids in your youth group call you Blake if they call you something else? Because oh we used to call them something different. Oh, my word. Uh, and also, if you will, um, if you're new to the show or um, new to us, if you will, um, in the in the comment area, drop your email address there so we can, um, or send us a private message to myself or John so we can um, put you on our list and we're going to send out our new blog this next week. Before before you get into these yeah. top five here, Go Brian ahead. Brian Cook does ask us a question here. He says, do you think some of this has to do with the pervasiveness of a clergy laity mentality? I think I, I personally, I think that's a yes. Yeah, that's a good question. I, um, I, I do think that we always separate preachers well we're not from there you know right we're usually we're not from there i talked right. to, talk to a good friend um during lectureship that, that has an opportunity to, to actually go back home and minister and that's great if you can do that that's great but um but usually most cases we're not from there 
Right. So, so yeah, we're always trying to create a connection there. And I think that's part of the problem is, is they're not, they, we come in, it's like, they're not one of us, you know, we're, we're not a part of that. Um, so, so, um, you know, some of us uh, situations a little different, especially us in this town, because this wasn't our first time. There's a teenager calling right now at the wrong time. She wants money. <laughs> she does want money. She wants money. <laughs> um, Probably but, does. but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's you know we're a unique case in the fact that we're not new to Montgomery. Right, we've been here before. People know us. Uh, yeah, because we were students here. It's like they knew us when uh, yeah, it was a bad time. They know us. I'll just say that that way. <laughs> we'll just stop there. Uh, but anyway, um, so so yeah, yeah. I think to answer Brian's question, I think you're right. Yes, it's a big yes because we come into a situation and we're trying to create an atmosphere of of family and home and set up shop, and it's tough because they know that's not where our roots are. It's where we're putting our roots. And so I think um, that changes when you're there for a good long, a good period of time. I think it changes and you become a part of the situation. It makes it a little easier sure. to treat those kids like the, everybody else's kids, which comes down to the first thing here, number one, is treat those kids like a normal team. They got, I've got some people commenting back here to Brian's thing. Raul says, you know, many of us were converted from the clergy laity mentality. I mean, that's 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 how we were all been raised with all of it. Uh, Jerry says, when ministering to our children, the children need to understand they are under an eldership, and eldership need to shepherd our children as we train them. Just and, like and the rest that's, of us. That's exactly point. right. And that's what the point yeah. we were stressing this week at the, in our part of the lectureship Every is time. that we are members just like anybody else, just yeah. like anybody else. Mm-hmm. and uh, that we need to remember that we need shepherding just as much as anything else. Keep in mind, too, that the, the preacher's kid doesn't have all the answers, and and if we're smart as ministers, um, our kids don't know the business of the church. Um, don't share the business of the church with your kids. Um, let them be a teen. Let them be – give them mm. room to breathe. You nailed that. It's tough, but, but, but that's part of it, you know. And once you treat them like the other kids, it makes it a lot easier for them. Is that number one? That's number one. That's number one. Yeah, number one. you know uh, that's 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 a challenge. As as a as a, we talked about this about letting the ministers' wives be the wives, let the children be right. the children, let the teens be the teens. Is it's hard when when they see that their family member is involved in this work and and because it's part of their lives and their livelihood and everything that they do. You know, hearing what people have to say. You know, they they can tell when when um, dad comes home and oh, yeah, after. Know after after a meeting at the church or whether it's an elders meeting or meeting with uh, people and you can tell when, mm-hmm. when something's wrong mm-hmm. and it's hard to keep that from them because they care about, about, yeah. I, I know one thing, Caitlin, Caitlin was always protective of me mm-hmm. and she could always tell if there was something. Still is. Yeah. She may be a little protective. <clears throat> but, Never, okay, go ahead. But, but yeah, let them, let them be teenagers. Let them be a normal teen. Give them room to breathe. Uh, number two, give them the room to have doubt. Oh, uh, doubt and question, uh, doubt and question, just like every other teenager. Right. Um, they don't have the answers. That's true. But give them an opportunity to evolve as a person. You know, as a parent, you need to give your child a certain amount of independence and a certain amount of understanding that, that you have a responsibility as my child first. And as a ministry a kid, um, definitely should be in the, in the, in the background, uh, the forefront. Basically, you're my child. And so, um, so um, give them a, a room to to um, question and to and to try to figure things out on their own. Um, and just give them room to deal with it, you know. Yes, and, and and here's here's the thing that I think you just nailed. There are two such sections here that I want to mention with this. When you talk about doubt and question, mm-hmm. life, who I am, trying to figure out what do I like, what yeah. do I need to do, what 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 direction do I want to go in, mm-hmm. faith, and they're going to struggle with that. Yes. 
and let them struggle. Yes. I mean, don't, don't, hey, struggle, have fun with that. No, it's okay if they struggle. Right. It's okay if they have to deal with it. It's okay if trials and temptations occur, but help them through it. Well, just that's the part of the thing, but you just said, Paul, you do not grow in your faith. You do not grow in life and who you are without struggles. And you don't. That's James. Mm. That's biblical. And you don't grow with it if you don't deal with it. Correct. You've got to understand that I've got to fall, and in order to fall, I get to find those successes later. But I got to fall first. How Let many, them fall. How many of us are who we are today because we have fallen? Oh yeah, all and of us. And scrape their it's knees. What makes us who we are? That's exactly yeah. correct. But why do we think our preachers' children mm-hmm. or our youth ministers' children are any different? They're not. No, they're not. Right. So give them room to question. Give them room to doubt. They're all kids. Let them Look, be kids. And I know some of it's scary. I know it's got to be scary. I, I, I'm blessed that I didn't have to worry about this. But I know it has to be scary, especially when they question their faith, question what is theirs and everything else, to let them do it. Right. At some point, you've got to let them grow and let them go. So number three, Paul. True. Uh, show up. Dads, be there for your kids. Um, sometimes there, something may come up in ministry where you can't make it to the game. But you need to make it your best effort to make sure that you do. I was so blessed in Calhoun that they allowed me whatever Caitlin had, go. Yeah. Go. And I was able to go and watch her play. Yeah. And when I wasn't there, she let me know about it Mm -hmm. if I wasn't there. But, yeah, show up. Middle school, high school, even in elementary school as I was growing up, uh, I played baseball. Uh, I don't know if we ever had that conversation, but but I, I love baseball. I play baseball. I pitched and I caught because I caught because I was the biggest guy on the team um, <laughs> for a lot of reasons. But but I also pitched, and so there were times when my dad um, he helped me with that. He he actually pitched in high school. He was a really good pitcher, actually. He's a really good baseball player. But um but he was there for me, and um and he went with me to football practices and, and football games. And um now here's the here's the other side of this too. Um, of course, this is a whole other topic, though. He also had that discussion with me, too, that he says, Paul, you can play all the sports you want to play, and I'll be with you. I will support you the best that I can. And if there's a time I can't, I'm sorry, but I want to do the best I can. Mm-hmm. So, so we need to, again, you know, that real conversation. But he also had this thing, too. He says, you can play anything you want to play until it comes time to, for Bible study. Mm-hmm. When it comes time for worship. Just make sure you communicate to your coaches. You just won't be there. Mm-hmm. You know, they can choose not to have those there. And if it means playing time, it means playing time. So so those are the things that you, you need to decipher and put out there at the very beginning, especially um, when it comes to, to raising your kids and, and allowing them. And, and, and things like that, that's where people start to think, well, the minister's kid's different than the rest of the kids. But the fact of the matter is, you know, he, he, sorry, you kind of get in the situation where all parents – should be telling their kids, and we're not going to let this get in the way of God. Yes. Oh, I agree completely. Sorry. And and here's what I'm going to say because you you said something I'm here, sorry. and you and you, hit, and, you <laughs> and you hit on that. Take yourself out of out of um, take yourself out of the role of a minister. If you were a, a person that was not in ministry that worked a typical eight-to-five job or whatever it is, if right. you get to come home and you get to leave or you can take off and do whatever you need to do, mm-hmm. you're basically going to try, unless there's business and everything else like this, that things come up, you're going to everything that you possibly can of your child. you can, of course. And sometimes it, it we can set our children aside as ministers, and we've got to be careful of this, because we're back to that whole God working thing. We're doing God's work, and so I have to go do this because 
you got to do for your family mm-hmm. first. And we keep hitting that home. You know, Jerry, he just put this in there, and I, I want to throw this in. When he said his daughter's senior year, the elders called him in, looked at his calendar. They told me to cancel many events. I needed to be a dad. Hmm. That's an eldership yeah. that is forward thinking. That's an eldership that is shepherding. That's true. And, and, and remembering that the minister is a family man first. That's true. That's great. Family man first. Uh, number four is pray. Mm-hmm. Um, pray for your kids, but also the message to all the churches to pr- pray for those preachers' kids sometimes. Pray for all teenagers. Um, we'd be um, remiss if we didn't make prayer a part of the list. of, And that's been the case well, for the minister, his wife, his children, small children, his teenager, everybody's prayers. Mm-hmm. And so, so pray for strength, pray for understanding, pray for courage, and for encouragement. Yeah. It, it, it's – I go back to this. Satan wants your family, and the way that he can damage you as, as a minister is to damage your family. And the best way to damage your family is to stop that relationship between you and God. Yep. And by not talking to him, you're not helping yourself at all. Yep. Yep. And, and so, you know, there's nothing more better that you – more better. Is that correct? Hank? That's not correct. No, but I'm not sure, but it sounds real funny. <laughs> <laughs> more better. More better. There's no more better way for you to do this. <laughs> <laughs> but to, to uh, uh, pray for your kids. There, I mean, it is a spiritual warfare out there and protect them. Every day, all the time. We're going to win. We just got to make sure that, that we do it right. Uh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Uh, number five, Paul. Uh, remember the, the special days. Uh, remember kids' birthdays. Uh, again, this isn't just talking to fathers of their children. This is talking to the church. You know, you know remember the days because sometimes the preacher's kids do get kind of left out sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you have more experience with this than I do, but as a youth minister, because Lainey's just 10, but she sure acts like a teenager, um, sometimes I find myself – when hand, hands go up, I find myself not choosing her on purpose, yep. even though she's the first hand up, and even though I know she knows the answers. Yep. Um, but there comes a time where you, they need the, that attention, and so I think we need to remember the special days. Know the important days in a teen's life uh, and make those days special. I, I will tell you, as a youth minister of your child, I'm not sure in ministry there's many things I have faced that's tougher to do, to do with. Hmm. I, I know I remember teaching, and as you said, Lainey knows the question. She'll raise her hand and do everything like this. Caitlin would always raise her hand and because, you know, we would have these conversations when we're driving, when we're talking, you know, and doing all these things. And so she has some very deep insight on things, and it's a struggle, as you said, not to make your child feel like they're star pupil, a star pupil on one end, but also because you don't want to show favoritism and always call on them that their opinions not or their in, in their opinion their their thoughts in Bible class aren't as valid as other people because you won't call on them because you don't want to show it, and it's hard balancing that out. It is extremely hard balancing that out. We're going to turn this into an interview right here. Oh, so here we go. Uh oh. Um. Do you actually have conversations? I, because Lenny's ten, I'm not there mm-hmm. yet. Um, do you, did you have conversations with Caitlin and say, okay, okay, baby, um, here's the deal. I'm gonna talk about these things, but um, th- when I say this, if you would kind of say this right here to really push that point, that'd be great. For, be no, I never had to. Did you, you never. I, set ne- her up I never for that? did that. I never set her up for that. What I did, you know. In fact, when I've talked, I said, I said I have talked to talk to her before, and I said, now look, if I don't call on you, don't. Mm-hmm. 
don't get upset. Because that was my next question. Yeah. That was my next yeah. question. Okay, okay, okay. It is don't get upset yeah. because Kayla and I would have these long, uh, mean, deep discussions. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, each child yeah. is different, and we would have some of these long discussions about certain things. And, and of course, you know, Caitlin has her opinions about things. Yes, she does. Um, and I would sit back and say, no, please, please don't think that I don't think that your point is valid because I'm not right. calling on you, but I've got to spread this around mm-hmm. and everything. Um, yep. So I, I did do that. That's neat. That's neat. And, and all of that. Well, um, those are five of the ten, the things we were going to share today, and, and we are at the end of the hour. And so um, we do appreciate everybody who were, who uh, came in to be a part of this conversation. But this conversation, John, is far from over. It's um, far from over. And, and here's one of the things, Paul, I've been noticing with how many people have been watching this on a consistent mm-hmm. um, level and staying at a consistent level. And thank you for that. And we are very grateful for that. Yeah. But it shows this is a topic and this is a subject that needs to be dealt with and that we've all had these questions and we all have these struggles and we're like, what do we do? Yeah. And as the sort of the JMP group philosophy that we're putting together here with the Ministry Cafe, I can see us taking these same topics and, and creating those Ministry Cafe videos we've talked about before and, and actually having a presentation there where you can share with others as well. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's what we want to work on, and, and we'll be getting more, um, more out to you um, uh, next week, I guess. We're sending something out, and yeah. then, uh, of course, next week with our show – um, I guess I can do it next week. I gotta drive to Augusta. Ooh. I just thought about that. What time do you leave? I don't know. I haven't thought that far. We might ahead. do it Thursday. I haven't thought that far ahead. We can do it Thursday. I haven't. I haven't. I gotta. I, well, maybe maybe an early show next week. Yeah. But we'll, we need to do. But that. we'll let you know. We'll let you know with uh, what we're doing and where we're going, all that. But we do appreciate and and you know normally because it's the time of the year we don't have a lot of sports, but you know. Um, if if you're interested in basketball, Paul was excited yesterday. March Madness um, starts and after well Sunday is Selection Sunday, and um and it's called March Madness. But I think we need to talk a little bit about the SEC Madness um, because yesterday, um, well let's just talk a little bit about the fact that Alabama's lost what nine games in a row. Yeah, it's something uh, like that. It was pretty bad, yeah. pretty stinking bad emphasis on the stinking. Um, but they played, uh, they got beat by Texas A&M. And then they played Texas A&M in the tournament yesterday, and um, so um, and Alabama needed the, the final score was Texas A&M seventy, Colin Sexton seventy one. <laughs> so um, so thank you, Colin Sexton, for that one good year you're going to give us. I appreciate that. And Alabama um, needed that win. Oh, they needed it so bad. They needed that, that finger win. roll. It's like Magic Johnson, uh, twenty years ago. I mean, man, good. Many people don't even know who Magic Johnson is. That's why I said twenty years ago. Um, but oh, it was so beautiful. It was so awesome. Me and uh, Tucker. Uh, Presley were in here building chairs in the youth room, and um, and we were we were hitting ceiling man, jumping up and down. Couldn't believe it. Roll tide. Good oh, job. Oh my word. I mean, it was great. It was great. So so today they get they to, get Auburn today. Together they get they get destroyed by Auburn. So so that'll be that'll be a neat experience. <laughs> so um, you know, all just, the Auburn fans have just started to like you, Paul. <laughs> well, I'm a realist. That's what that's about. That's uh, why I wore this shirt today. We do say this though. We do. How much do we do? Do this. Do do. Uh, we do this is there's a release in ministry. You know, you work so hard, we feel like there's a part of it where you got to just have a, let your hair down and have a little bit of release. So that's why we try to leave the last few minutes to talk a little bit about, about sports, and that happens in college football. It's a little different, but yeah. a little more than a couple of minutes. But anyway, yeah. that is happening. 
coming up. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, stay tuned, though. We need those email addresses Patrick because Daly, of course, he's going to talk about Kentucky. Of course, he is. <laughs> um, we, we, we do want your um, your uh, those email addresses because we are going to start this next Monday. We're going to try to launch um, our new uh, blog as we'll be sending out um, information some weeks and some weeks um, just a, just a calendar update. So uh, so things coming out starting next week, and so um, um, send us those information for that, and um, and that will that should do us for today, I think. Absolutely. Well, Paul? Well, John? You know what that means. The high-pitched voice tells us it's time to go. Oh, my goodness. You're so terrible. <laughs> for John Pernan, I'm Paul Spurl, and this has been the, jo- the John and Paul Show. Thank you for tuning in. What our show was. I forgot the name of our show. <laughs> Tune in next week, maybe Thursday, maybe Tuesday. Who knows? We'll be back next week. We can't wait to be with you. Thanks a lot. God bless. Have a great one.